Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome to the Round 14 preview. We'll be going through all eight games. You know, I've keep really early from the start. Let's just call it what it is. These teamless are subject to change, um, just like every WWE and boxing and MMA card. You know, this one here this week, you know, obviously Origin on Wednesday night, something's backing up 48 hours from the game. A lot of reserves have been named. A lot of players are on the bench or not named at all. So, look, subject to change. We'll go through what has been named, talk a little bit about the ins and the outs of, you know, if the players do play versus don't play. But, you know, some interesting some interesting team lists. There have been some suspensions and injuries, some forced changes. So let's get into it. So uh, no Thursday game, obviously, with Origin. So we're starting on Friday night, 6 p.m. at Brookvale Oval. It's the Manly Seagulls hosting the North Queensland Cowboys. For the Eagles, some big inclusions. Ola Kawatu has been returned. He's going to return from a hand injury. Kieran Foran also returning from his hand injury. And Dylan Walker returns from his hamstring injury. So they all return back into this side. Sean Kepi and Tavita Funa are out with suspension. They make way for those guys. And for the Cowboys, Jason Tom Malolo returns from his suspension as well as Lachlan Burr. Tom Deedon, who's moved up from the Broncos, uh, is making his club debut with Jay Clifford, obviously making way, who signed with the Newcastle Knights. Francis Moller returns from a head knock. And big news here with uh, Helen Lukey, the, the youngster who's been on an absolute tear, uh, has been told uh, by Todd Payton he's out of the side. And Todd Payton told the media he didn't meet the club standards during the origin break. So obviously a young man there who's probably uh, not really trained hard or uh, something's happened there. So he's lost his spot in the team. So looking at this one here, uh, mainly at home, they've got their origin uh, contingent listed, so the Trojoviches and Cherry Evans. Very hard to see them not getting the chocolates here at home at Brookie. It's a fortress, you know, they're going to build it back into there. Really liking some of the some of the lines they can really throw out these days, uh, similar to how I thought about the Dragons. There's got a lot of different uh, players who have different, very different styles. You look at their current back row right now with Olakowatu, Kyle Lawton, and Jake Trojovic to me. Really love the differences, you know. Olaquado, big and strong. Kyle Lord, and obviously Hooker by Trey, but he's very crafty in that edge spot, uh, replacing Josh Schuster, who's out with the injury. You know, you're looking at the halves, Kieran Foran slots straight back in, which is a welcome return. And, you know, the the, the forwards to me, uh, Paseca, Crocker, and Tapao, they've just been on an absolute tear this year. And, you know, they're really carrying this side. When you look at the bench, a Dylan Walker returning, you know, he's going to have some impact here at some stage. Ben Trevojevic and Sipley, as well as Moses Sully. It's just a well-rounded club. They know what they are. Now, do I think Tom Trevojevic will play this game? I don't. I think Dylan Walker being there um, is it's just a straight swap. He'll go into the number one jersey. Then you'll have someone coming on the bench, maybe a Cade Cust, who's uh, listed amongst the reserves here. So, Mainly, I think at home will be too good here. But going on to the Cowboys side very quickly, they've also got Valentine Holmes, uh, who has been named to to play here. I think he will back up. You know, he will be playing fullback, pretty demanding at Origin. But I think Val, you know, is really rounding some good footy, and you know, going to the Origin arena, putting a good performance and backing up for the Cowboys. I could definitely see him doing that. This is very interesting for me. The Scott Drinkwater, Tom Dearden show. You know, they got Chad Townsend who's coming up next year. Scott Drinkwater has a real chance here to really impress and show that him and Dearden can be the long-term half pairing for the Cowboys moving forward. I really like them too. I can definitely see Drinky being more of the creator, the kicking game, the organizer, whereas Tom Dearden can 
we saw with the Broncos, you know, it was a beaten side most weeks, but his running game, when he was able to run, and it wasn't very often because the uh, Broncos didn't give him the chance to really do it with their forwards, not rolling over the advantage line. But Tom Deaton has a very nice running game. And, you know, especially in a super coach perspective, if you're talking about that, I think Tom Deaton's going to be a really good shout for the rest of the season. You kind of see what Scottering Quarter and Val Holmes is able to do in this Cowboys side, the way Todd Payton likes to attack. I think Tom Deaton is going to be no different here. So, Really like Tom Deaton in the halves there with Scott Drinkwater. I think they are going to have a really nice combination. And they're going to be able to run off the back of Jason Tomalolo. You know, returning from suspension, obviously he did cop the two-week ban for his uh, high tackle there. Look, he'll address that. He'll make sure he doesn't go high anymore. You know, I think a lot of these players, once they get done the first time, you know, a lot more around the shoulders and lower, you know, between the ribs. So I think that's what's going to happen in here. This game will be close. I think, you know, if you're looking at a scoreline prediction, if Tom Turbo plays, I think it blows out a little bit, but let's say Tom Turbo doesn't play. I think it's going to be somewhere around that 24 to 16 type of game, 24, 18, um, mainly just getting home here. But I do like the Cowboys' chances. Again, if you're in the eliminator pool and you need to pick an upset this week, I do think the Cowboys, you know, will throw a good shot, especially if Val Holmes does play. So one to watch here, but I think, I think the mainly Seagulls will get up. But in this game, really excited to see Tom Deaton and Scott Drinkwater in the half to see what they can do behind this four pack that has been playing some good footy. Move on to the second game from Friday night, 6.55 at Cogra Oval. It's the Cronulla Sharks hosting the Penrith Panthers. For the Sharkies, uh, only the one change. Andrew Fida moves into the interchange bench in, in place of Franklin Pele. Uh, Teague Wilton and Maria Horotti are uh, amongst the reserves after serving their suspensions. For the Panthers, uh, Api Corusau moves into the hooker jersey in place of Mitch Kenny, who's been uh, relegated back to the reserves. Moses Leota also moves into the side side. He's returns from suspension, so that pushes uh, Spencer Lanou back to the bench. And all of the Origin players are listed amongst the reserves. There's also a huge reserves uh, bench with Isaiah Yo, Nathan Cleary, Liam Martin, Jerome Luai, Kurt Capel, and Brian To'o. An interesting one here. The Sharks nearly full strength. You know, when you look at this Shark side, besides Sione Katoa, I don't really see anyone else walking into this side and kind of breaking it. It's a really nice side, and... Again, looking at the start of the season, what I thought this team could be, especially when Sean Johnson comes back and plays some good footy, it's exactly kind of the team that we thought it would be, uh, minus Will Kennedy, who's held on that number one jersey. They're nearly full strength, and they're versing a Panther side who, let's face it, you know, they've got their all their origin stars amongst the reserves. It kind of makes no sense for Ivan Cleary to play them. If they lose two in a row, look, they're still going to be first on the table. They're giving some good runs to, you know, Matt Byrne and Tyron May in the halves. They've got Rob Jennings, who they may need later in the season playing. Then you've got a Scott Sorensen and Matt Eisenhuth that do need some good footy, especially if some injuries happen and suspensions happen. So to me, I don't expect any of, you know, I could see Nathan Cleary being the, the club captain coming in and wanting to play. And maybe, you know, a Liam Martin who's going to be coming off the bench. But to me, it makes no sense. I think you just run with what you have. Look, they weren't really competitive against the Tigers. Um, a lot of uncharacteristic errors and they weren't getting a lot of penalties to get back into the game. But, you know, I think the Sharks are, you know, they have proven sometimes this year they're a little bit hot and cold, but I do have the Sharks in this one, uh, especially if no, no Panthers uh, play. You know, if Cleary plays, the tip will go back to the Panthers. But right now, with how the teams have been named, I will go to the Sharkies. I think this is a huge Sean Johnson game. Obviously, reports are him and Matt Moylan are kind of fighting to see who's going to partner Nico Hine in the halves next year. Uh, Matt Burton, uh, sorry, Matt uh, Moylan was the early favourite, but it looks like Sean Johnson, who's getting some interest from, from some other clubs now, 
the Raiders, the Bulldogs, the Rabbits, uh, potentially. But I think this is a huge one in the game. I think, you know, they originally brought him to the to the Sharks to do a job exactly like this, you know, win the games you need to win. And this is a very winnable game. We saw what the Tigers did to a depleted uh, Panther side, and I expect the the Sharkies to be able to do the same thing here. They've got a forward pack very similar to the Tigers. There's some skill out wide, some brute strength through the middle. You've got a classy a hooker in Blake Braley, similar to Jacob Little last week, who can really kind of get in and around and cause some trouble there. So I have gone on the Sharks here, but again, especially from a tipping perspective, a super coach perspective, you've kind of got to wait till game day on this one because, uh, you know, again, if four of the seven origin players somehow make their way into this squad, then you will be changing your tip and you'll be going uh, straight into the Panther side because you'll be uh, going on the talent there. But right now we'll go to the Sharkies. A prediction on this one. Look, I think to me, Sharks will win this. It's not going to be very high scoring. I think it's going to be somewhere around that 18 to 14 type of game. You know, if the if the Stars play for the Panthers, this can go easily, you know, 30 to 10, the opposite direction. So it's a huge swing, obviously, when you have seven of the best players in your team missing. That's the type of swing that happens in a game. But, you know, for the Panthers to even be competitive in this one, they've got to have a better Dylan Edwards game. I think he had a running battle with the refs last week and kind of got taken out of it. I think Apicorosau is a huge in. Uh, I think Mitch Kenny. You know, for a backup hooker in uh, New South Wales Cup, you know, he does a job. But to me, th- he's not really first-grade material. And Api is probably the third-best hooker in the comp. So it's a huge upgrade in a very key position. So they'll be more competitive just by having Api there. Uh, I think Matt Burden will be good uh, having another run in the halves. Obviously, tried really hard last week, had a couple of errors in his game. So I think if he kind of simplifies what he needs to do. And I think Dylan Edwards and Api is a huge help into making that happen so in this one i'll go the sharkies but again uh, if we get later into the week and we see those guys uh have been named then we'll change the tip there the next game is the first game on saturday from seabus super stadium at 3 p.m it's the gold coast high titans hosting the south uh the sydney roosters for the titans aj brimson tina for sumula awi and david feet have all been named to back up after origin duty and Mitch Rain has been listed amongst the reserves as he returns from a shoulder injury. For the Roosters, James Tedesco has also been named. Uh, he's uh, named to back up. Some other injury news here. So Angus Crying returns from suspension as he uh, returns to the side because Nat Butcher has been sidelined with an ankle injury. Sam Walker returns into the halves. So that pushes Joseph Manu back into the centres and Joseph Suwali missing out amongst the reserves. This game here, uh, one-way traffic to me. I think this is only a Sydney Roosters uh, whitewash here. I think when you look at who's available on their roster right now, this is probably, besides Sam Verrills, the best one they can chuck out there. When you look at the, the back line set now with Lamb and Walker in the halves, the front row, uh, obviously Radley to come back in and Verrills, but you have Hargreaves, Takiaho, Crichton, Tupanua with Liu. Really like it. And obviously when you get a guy like uh, Verrills and Radley back, all of a sudden that bench that could turn into, you know, Adam Kieran, Fletcher Baker, Isaac Liu, you know, they're going to get some names back here. And obviously the big name to come back that no one's really talking about right now is Billy Smith, the uh, the, the England international who has not played a game yet for the, for the Chooks, but he's an absolute weapon. And, you know, right now probably won't even get a spot because, you know, they're so deep and outside back, but could definitely get a bench spot and can really, you know, come on and, they can maybe move Joey Manu into that roaming lock role and just have another 
another ball player, you know, kind of creator around the middle of the park. Wouldn't mind that at all in stages of the game and have Billy Smith out there. So one to watch because I think that that's a name that hasn't really been uh, thrown about too much in terms of a, a player that can really swing the fortunes for the Roosters. Back to the Titans team here. A um, couple of things I wanted to mention. I think I want to mention Ash Taylor first. I heard an interesting play here this week uh, on the NRL.com uh, podcast when they were talking about the team list. And I think it was Kamali who threw out, you know, why not Brimson to 5'8 and Jaden Campbell to fullback if Ash Taylor isn't performing? You know, Ash Taylor really overplayed his hand, I thought, last week. Had some really nice touches early on and looked like the Ash Taylor, you know, that the Titans wanted to get when they first signed the contract. But as the game was kind of in the balance, Jamal Fogarty was kind of left to do a lot of the, a lot of the attacking by himself there. Really would, wouldn't mind to see AJ Brimson in the half, you know. Again, a slender body. Don't know if he can really take the beating of a 30-tackle game. If, you know, a, a team really wants, like an Angus Crichton, really just wants to try and run every more game in, the, in that edge spot there. But Jaden Campbell really showed that he has a place in this team. So it's going to be very interesting for me to see uh, if Jaden Campbell obviously will get the run here if AJ Brimson can't back up. Uh, but it's interesting because I think they're really searching for who to partner with Foggy. I think Jamal shown that he is the man to be that number seven. But I think they really need to work out who that who that uh, spark plug six is that can really you know use a bit of speed with the ball in hand and try and make something happen there. So that's an interesting one to watch. The other one here is obviously what's going to happen with their Origin backup. So Fort Awaker, Fafida, someone like Awi, all those guys are going to back up here. They're going to be versing a very refreshed and recharged Roosters team that had the week off. Crichton's been suspended. Takiyaho's now kind of really coming to his own since re- um, recovering from his rib injury. And Hargreaves playing his 250th game. I think this is going to be a pretty big score here. I'm going to go uh, Roosters 38, Titans 14. I think this is going to be, a, even if James Desco does get rested, they'll just do the old switch again, go Manu, uh into fullback and Sawali into the centers. I think that's just a, it's a ready-made switch. Now they can do it whenever they want to do it. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. But Roos is in a whitewash here. Move on to the fourth game of the round on Saturday, 5.30 from Stadium, Australia. It's the South Sydney Rabbitohs hosting the Newcastle Knights. For the Rabbitohs, Latrell Mitchell, Jaden Sewer, and Cam Murray have all been named to back up from Origin. Dane Gagai and Jai Arrow have been left out of the 23-man squad. They will get a week off. Sam moves Mark Nichols to the prop position and Braden Burns into the centres. For the Knights, Daniel Saifidi is being named to back up from Origin Duties. No other big names are back. So Mitch Pierce and Kalen Ponga are looking at a round 15 return. Dave Klemmer will also return that week from suspension. Stafford Toa is out of the side. Kurt May moves into the centres and then Anari Tawala shifts to the wing. Another game that can really get away from uh, the Knights here, I think, we saw what Parramatta did to them last Sunday, really took them to the sword. Some really classy plays really hit them out wide and really hit them hard. I think if Latrell Mitchell backs up here, you know, it could be even worse. But to me, this is going to be the Cody Walker show. I think we've kind of been waiting for Cody to have a huge game, you know, looking from a super coach perspective. We've all been wondering when that huge ton's going to come. I think this is the week you load up on Cody and, you know, he's a very good vice-captain-captain option this week. I'd, I expect Cody Walker to absolutely run around this Newcastle side who, you know, they'll possibly get Daniel Saifidi back, but you're still missing so much talent in Pierce, Ponga, Clemmer, Edric Lee, uh, Frizzell. There's a lot of names missing. And this this rabbit side, even, you know, giving the week off to 
uh, Joe Arrow and Dane Gago. I just have so much talent. They're starting to really hit some form, you know. Kula Matangi really coming to his own here. Davida Tola still doing his thing. You know, Braden Burns and Campbell Graham. Don't forget a couple of years ago, that was the young, everyone thought that was going to be the wing combination, the center wing combination for a long, long time. So it's really interesting to see them back in the side. Alex Johnson is the first try scorer in this game. Yes, please. I think that we're loading up on that. This to me is just all rabbits. And I think they're really going to kind of, they had a week off to refresh. They were able to, you know, beat the Eels uh, before the bye. They had a week off. Now they're going to be refreshed. They've got this Newcastle side who's just been kind of going through the motions here, trying to really, they really need to get to their bye round in round 17. I think they're a team that's just praying for the bye. You know, they'll get some players back by round 17. They should have nearly their full team back on deck. You know, Jay Clifford last week, again, another guy who really played his, overplayed his hand, I thought, really tried to go down there and obviously had, nearly had to do a job, had a job to do there. But to me, it really went a bit too hard. I, I, like, I like Phoenix Cross on partnering him in the halves. I think Kurt Mann, you know, good player. Look, still trying to find what position. I think he's a 14. I think I would have Connor Watson starting in the side at fullback over Tex Hoy. But, you know, Adam O'Brien's really trying to see what they can do here. So, going to be interesting. I think, you know, looking at a scoreline in this one, I think this could be anything. I think 42 to 8 is realistic here, 42 to 12, because uh, I think the, the Rabbits can really, you know, they had those two 50-point games put on them in a row. They're looking like a team, especially with their draw coming up here, they look like a team that's really going to start really laying the smack down and making a push here. Uh, during this origin period and into the finals here. So Rabbits in a whitewash. Moving on to the last game on Saturday from GIO Stadium. It is a loser leaves town match in wrestling. Uh, some of the fuse really blow off where two guys will wrestle and the loser, you know, has to leave the show or take a break off, off the show. I think this is a loser leaves town match. You're looking at two teams down the bottom of the table, 13 versus uh, 15. The Raiders versus the Broncos. This is a huge game for both teams. Let's look, there's some huge ins and huge outs. So Josh Papali'i and Joe Tarpane both return uh, from suspension and a knee injury. You know, Corey Horsberg and Curtis Scott, who are out. Uh, Curtis Scott, obviously, with his off-field discretion and Corey Horsberg with his wrist injury. What that does, a bit of a reshuffle. So Matt Tomoko moves into the centres in place of Curtis Scott. Caleb Akins drops out of the side altogether. So Bailey Simonson moves to fullback and Semi Valeme moves onto the wing. For the Broncos, Kevy swung the decks again. So Payne Haas is going to be uh, returning. He'll be backing up from origin duties. That moves Tom Flegler uh, to lock and John Asiao to the bench. Xavier Coates is also listed uh, to back up. So David Mead now drops out of the side. Carmichael Hunt, uh, first game in 14 years. So he'll be making his uh, his return. Tyson Gamble, uh, the man who came in a couple of weeks ago, looked like a ball on fire. Everyone was like, yes, uh, young half that gives a damn for the Broncos and doing a good job, already gone. So the the Kevy axe in the half continues, as well as the fullback, Jermaine Asako. Uh, he's been axed, so obviously got bench Harper through the game last week. He now does not make the squad, even in the reserves. That moves Herbie Farmworth back to fullback. Dal Cobley moves into the centres. Tony Staggs has been cleared um, to return from his ACL injury, but he's got a two-game suspension to serve. So he'll be uh, back in the side sooner rather than later. This, to me, is... You know, I'm picking one game to watch for this round. This is definitely the one. I think this Raiders season is already on life support. If they lose this game, we just have to draw the line through them. And there's no, no doubt about it. This is the game to win. When you look at that team on paper and what uh, Ricky's trying to do here, I do like it. 
Bailey Simonson was a really talented rugby junior coming through the ranks, you know, junior all black, you know, really class with ball in hand. I'm really interested to see what he's going to do a fullback. More, I can see him being more of a running fullback, but to me, just offers something slightly different. Caleb Aiken's just so safe and, you know, not the quickest, you know, just gets the ball in hand and does, does a job. I think Bailey has a bit of speed on him. He can really get on the outside of someone. Can just cause a couple of matchup nightmares and, you know, we'll be busy. So I expect Bailey to have a good game. I like Valame. I always thought he should be in this team. And Matt Tomoko was the smoky before the preseason to get, get a run. So really excited to see, you know, you look at this back line now, besides Jordan Rapano, who's obviously their best winger, the one to four, Simonson, Valame, Chris, Tomoko. It's young. It's dynamic. I like it. This is exactly what I wanted to see. So tick, tick, tick. Sam Williams still partners Jack White in the halves. Smart decision. Sam Williams will just be very professional and get the ball to where it needs to go. You look at the forward pack now. It's a settled forward pack. Josh Hodgson is the hooker where he needs to be. Thomas Louis partnering Josh Papali'i. Two guys that work really well together on the field. The back row, Harawir Inara, Whitehead Sutton. Power, aggression, great tackling, all those things. And then you look at the bench. This is the bench that they should run minus one player, in my opinion. So Tom Sterling is back on hooker. I like it. Emre Gula uh, and Joe Tarpany. They've got solely other. I would have Hudson Young, who's in the reserves right now. But this is very close to being the most likable Raiders side I've seen all season. They're picking the right players to me. That's going to get them out of this little predicament. So really love to see what the Raiders have here. From a fantasy shout, I think Bailey Simonson, again, he, to me, he's the one who I want to get in. And, you know, I did say a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I don't want to have anything to do with the Raiders. Really starting to like what I see from the Raiders now. So going to be interesting. I might have to call a couple of guys about some trades for some of the Raiders that are already established. And then in the free agency, I might be making some moves here. You know, a Valame, uh, Matt Tomoko, Sam Williams, a Bailey Simonson. These are all guys that I could definitely see coming in here. So very interesting. For the for the Broncos here, look, again, there's some very interesting changes. Herbie to fullback intri- intrigues me. Would have preferred to see... You know, and Xavier Coates, obviously not there next season, so not really something that they want to do. Uh, but a big body just coming around the around the field would have would have liked to have seen it. Carmichael Hunt's obviously the big name here. So Tyson Gamble, very unlucky in my opinion. I thought Kelly and Tyson had a real chance to do something here. You saw what they could do in the Roosters game. You know, partnered each other really well. Carmichael Hunt has always been training the house down since he's been there. There's, that's the only way he's making this side. So. Very interesting to see what Carmichael has here. This is, you know, again, these are two sides that are struggling. So they're both kind of getting each other at the exact time that they want to be getting each other. So very interesting to see this game. I have got it going to the Raiders here and actually pretty comfortably. Got the Raiders winning this one 28 to 18. Uh, I think that both teams will put up a fight here, but there are some classy players. And like I said, I think this will be a uh, come out game, especially if I had to pick one guy here. I think Matt Tomoko gets a start opposite Sebastian Chris in the centers here. He's got Jordan Rapana on the outside of him. I think Matt Tomoko is going to have a huge game. One I'll definitely be trying to pick up this week uh, and run with. So going to be probably to me the game of the week, just in terms of the value of lose, leaves town and all the different scenarios with the players on the fields. Uh, but we'll go for the Raiders this one at home to turn the season around. Next game, we've got the New Zealand Warriors hosting the Melbourne Storm from the Central Coast Stadium at 2 p.m. on Sunday. For the Warriors, a couple of force changes. So Adafanua Blake is in the reserves, so he is a good chance to return. Bailey Siren also returns from a knee injury. 
So Reese Walsh is suspended. He is out. Adam Pompey is also out with suspension, so they'll both be on the sideline. That moves Roger Tulvasashek back into the one jersey. Edward Cozy uh, comes in again. Uh, he'll be on the wing. He's played a couple of games this season. And Rocco Berry also returns into the centres. Ken Momalo and Jez Tavanga have been left out of the 17, as well as Lee Sekotoa. So some huge names don't get runs here. So we're interested to see what happens for them. For the Melbourne Storms, some huge news that Ryan Pappenhausen is still weeks away, uh, only just recovering from his concussion symptoms, so he's still not feeling himself. So huge news. Nico Hines will get the extended run there. He's been doing a great job there already. All the big names from Origin have been selected in this side, but again, there's some good chances that they'll be uh, out of the side. Nelson Osofa Solomon has been banned for a game. He's failed his judiciary hearing. Rima Smith has been cleared. Christian Welch is uh, going to be coming off the bench. Um, but again, he may uh, not play. So you've got a Tom Eisenhuth and Trent Lirio who's on the reserves who could easily come in there to replace him. To me, even with the Origin guys, if they do not back up, I will have Melbourne in this one running away pretty comfortably. I think, you know, you look at, uh, to me, Reese Walsh being out of this Warrior side just adds a new attacking element. You know, and Roger is a great player, but he's been kind of... Ele- integrating his himself from the wing spot coming in and doing a little bit of stuff through the middle of the field. So, you know, this is a good warrior side still. I think a huge in will be for Noel Blake. To me, it doesn't really make sense to bring him in for this game against this uh, Melbourne pack. I would, I would bring him back for one more week. Let him get one more rest. You know, you're not going to, your season's not going to get away if you lose to the Melbourne Storm. So I would probably rest him. You know, there's some guys, you know, Cozy and Rockerberry have played some limited games. Uh, so, look, there's some experience and some inexperience in this Warriors side. You know, you've got a Josh Curran who's also returning from his injury. So it will be interesting, but I have got the, the Melbourne Storm going away here. If they do get the war, the Origin guys coming back in Munster and Harry Grant and Adokar, obviously huge ins, uh, Kafusi as well. But again, even if they don't play, we saw they did last week. They just got away from that Titans game and they played very poor to their standards. A lot of errors. Um, you know, attacking wrong parts of the field, in my opinion. So in, this is going to be a game where I think Melbourne runs away pretty convincingly. Again, if I had to put a scoreline on it, Melbourne 32, Warriors 12, somewhere in that range. I think it's not close. And again, Nico Hines, this is another game where he can really... It's going to be interesting when Brian Pappenhausen does make this side. Uh, obviously, you look at the, the quality of this Melbourne side, but Nico Hines, he's making a real big push to maybe even put it into the centres maybe. There's, you've got to find room for him because I think you can't just stick him in that 17 jersey and say you're playing 15 minutes a game. You've got to have him on the field because he's just such a dynamic player. You know, comes will be really good if Jerome Hughes or Karen Munster needs a rest later in the year. They can put him into the half. So an interesting game here, but I think Melbourne pretty comfortably in this one. We'll give them the win uh, moving forward and kind of rolling towards. While the, while the Panthers are affected really hard by Origin, they're going to possibly drop a couple of games here. Storms, they're also affected by origin and injury, but if they can get a couple of wins here and, you know, that minor premiership battle can still be very up in the open. So a big game for the Melbourne Storm here, in my opinion. They should really try and uh, put the foot on the throat here and try and get the win. Second last game of the round uh, on Sunday at 4.05 from Bank West Stadium as the Parramatta Eels hosting the West Tigers. For Parramatta, Reed Marnie is out with a separated shoulder. So he is at least three to six weeks on the sideline. That moves Joey Lussick into the hooker. Uh, Nathaniel Roach could also come into the side. He's in the 21 for the first time. Junior Paulo has been named to back up from origin duty. 
Regan Campbell-Gillard also returns from his suspension, so he comes straight into the place of Reed Marnie there. For the Tigers, Joe Offen and Gow has also been named to back up from his origin duty, so that pushes Alex Safarth back to the bench. Moses Mbai has been clear to play, but Thomas McKayley has been ruled out with injury. So Thomas Mone moves back onto the bench. This is, as a Parramatta fan, I always say that I'm worried about matchups, but this one here, the way the Tigers have been playing, it's been really interesting to see them kind of morph into the team that they have turned into, you know, really play through the back with Dane Laurie, play out wide with Adam Dewey and their forward pack, you know, really like that Jacob Little is getting 80 minutes every week now. Moses and White at the six, you know, we all laughed at the start, but he really does partner Luke Brooks well in the halves, you know, Luke Brooks can kind of just run around and do his thing and, Moses Embiid does a little bit of the organizing, and it's something that you know a lot of a lot of players get unfairly criticized because of their contracts. You know, I've been a huge Milford and Hunt uh, stand because you know good players obviously not living up to their price tag, but it's not their fault that that club decided to pay them that much. To me, Moses Embiid is another player. I think when he does come off contract, and you know he's on the open market, there's going to be a team that you know. He's going to get some good value out of Moses and by You can just see a good team, you know. The, the one that I keep coming back to, and I want to do a podcast with one of the boys and kind, kind of run through some of the guys that could really move teams and move the needle. To me, doesn't Moses and by on the Roosters bench in the 14 jersey just make a lot of sense? Especially with the number of injuries they had this year. You know, they've got Adam Kieran kind of in that role now, which is, he's a good player, Adam Kieran. But don't you just see Moses and by playing for a team, you know, Similar to if Benji Marshall retires and then all of a sudden Moses then buys the 14 for the Rabbits. He's probably overqualified to do that and it would be a side that will give him a starting spot somewhere. But I think that's just such a sweet spot. If they were able to fit, you know, a really good top six team can fit Moses then buy onto the bench and you know, at a pinch come and play. That that seems exactly where I wanted Moses then buy. But he's just he's doing a great job for this Tigers team. Adam Dewey's still getting plenty of ball. That was our concern, you know, you're moving Dewey to the edge and you know he's not getting any ball. But, you know, he's really integrating himself really well. I think the ball's getting to him really nicely. But to me, the the, the back row for the for the Tigers has been a standout for this season. Ghana, Lechi, Luciano, Leilua, and Joe Offen and Galway. We've seen a couple of times this year when the Parramatta Eels really get dusted up in terms of the Dragons, the Rabbits, and the Manly Seagulls this year. It's been when a forward pack really takes it to them and really, you know, hits them with a couple of haymakers earlier to see they can still stand. This Tigers team, I can definitely see that happening, you know. That aggression that they showed last week, um, I can definitely see that happening again. You know, they really, when you looked at that Panthers side, there was still a lot of quality in their four-pack, and the Tigers kind of just really punched them in the face and made them work for everything. You know, they gave away a lot of silly penalties. They, you know, kept the Panthers in that game in the first half, but it wasn't really close. When you look at the stats and when you look at the running meters, you know, they every stat, you know, they were really dominating them. So... Again, it's something that I'm really interested to see here because an Alex Twyle, James Tarmel, and Joe Offen and Galway can really put some uh, punch some holes through the middle here. So, hopefully, the Paramount Eels winning this one. I've got them winning scoreline 30 to 20. I think it's going to be a really high scoring, entertaining game. But I think Gutho, Dylan Brown, who was absolutely huge uh, before the season, I thought Dylan Brown was going to be the X Factor for this Paramount side. And to me, he is. You know, you saw in his, when he was out with suspension. A lot of it did fall on a Mitch Moses. You know, Jake Martha's a young player, but to me, Dylan Brown is going to be the X factor. And if all three of those guys are firing at the same time, they're going to have to really carry Joey Lusick in this game. Reed has been playing outstanding for you this year, but I think Joey will do a job here. And, you know, he he can definitely 
you know, deputize really well. If Nathaniel Roach comes in as well, I think both of them will do a good job, but it's all going to be on Dylan Brown, Clint Gutherson, and Mitch Moses to really carry him here. So 30 to 20, but an interesting game, and the Tigers can definitely get the win here and really get their top eight chances. And, you know, they can really bury themselves in the eight with a couple of good performances here during the buy rounds. They get round 17 off. If they can get to round 17 with another two or three victories here, it makes it very interesting for the back end of the season for the Tigers. Last game of the round, Queen's Birthday Monday. That's from Stadium Australia, 405. It's the Kennery Bankstown Bulldogs versus the St. George Illawarra Dragons. For the Bulldogs, Jeremy Marshall King returns from a foot injury for the first time since round three. He moves straight into the hooker position. Sionica Toll also returns, but he is on the bench. So uh, Jackson Torpenay and Brad Dietz drop out of the side. For the Dragons, Tarek Sims has been named in the reserve, so he has a chance to back up. Jack Bird holds his second row spot, but would move into the centres if Tarek Sim plays. Another interesting game. I think this is definitely one I could definitely see the Bulldogs getting a win here. You know, the Dragons played a very, very nice game against the Broncos last week. But, you know, to me, I can't really judge teams like versus Brisbane right now. You know, everyone saw Parramatta load up on Brisbane in Darwin couple of rounds ago and thought they were outstanding and then they got rolled by Manly. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. The, the only thing that gives me concern in this game, I kind of want to talk myself into the Bulldogs, but they're averaging 11 points a game. And, you know, they've got some players that are playing some good footy, you know, Dallin and Kotrick playing some good footy, Hapuati, you know, Avrilo's doing a job. Marshall King would be an improvement at the nine and Luke Thompson's been one of the form props of the game. But to me, uh, I can't. It's got to be the Dragons here. I think if Matt Dufty's going to continue his big FU to the Dragons for not re-signing him and really put a play for a team like Broncos or Bulldogs and put a big offer in for him, this is a game where he'll come in and really just dominate. So Dragons this one comfortably. Scoreline, 28-6. to six. I think, you know, the Dragons have got a leak in them, but to me, Kyle Flanagan needs to be playing in this uh, Bulldog side. I think, you know, Brandon Wakeham is a good footballer, but... Are you really missing out on much? You, you uh, wake him over Flanagan. We're supposed to be seeing what we have for next season. You know, we got Matt Burton coming in there. Is it just going to be Burton and Avrilo and Flanagan is going to be a sunk cause and he's going to change clubs again next season? He's one right now. If I was another team that was like struggling in the halves and needed half backup, um, kind of you see them going to the, to the board and saying, hey, early release, we'll play half the contract. Let's go. Let's just get this done. You know, clubs that really need someone, you know, a Cole Flanagan to the Raiders to partner um, Jack Wyden. That That's interesting. Um, you know, looking at the top of the side, you know, any size that need uh, halves coverage, you know, right now the Melbourne Storm are running out Cooper Johns at seven. Does, you know, Cole Flanagan be an upgrade on Cooper Johns? Yes. It's just very interesting. You know, he's, he's a young man who's proven himself in a couple of different situations here, but he's not getting not getting a start. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens here because, you know, these are the type of games that you bring him in for. You know, this is a big a big uh, Queen's Birthday Monday game. It's interesting to see what's going to happen. So in this one, there's not much to really say. I think Corey Norman, Ben Hunt, Matt Dufty, that combination alone will just get them over the line here. Uh, Rav Lava, uh, Cody Ramsey will probably score a try. So first try scorer is one of those. Would be a good shout, but yeah, not too much to say here until the Bulldogs can really string a couple of games together here where they can score, you know, more than two tries. That's where we're kind of at with the Bulldogs. You just got to really see them do it consistently for a couple of weeks against some good competition. 
but yeah, the Dragons have a really nice chance. They've got themselves in the eight. A big win last week to help the four and against. They can do another one this week. And, you know, them and the Tigers will make good pushes for the eight. Um, but four and against might come down to it this year. So these are the type of games where uh, our team, like the, the Dragons, will put a score on here. I'm pretty confident of that. That will do it for the all eight games, guys, for round 14. Again, a lot of uh, names listed amongst the reserves. Some interesting teams that have come up here. Really excited to see, again, for me, game of the round and game I'll be definitely tuning in for. That Raiders-Broncos game really intrigues me. From a Supercoach perspective, there are some interesting waivers, guys. So obviously, check your waivers out. Uh, if you can wait till free agency, you know, if you've got some guys that aren't really active on the waivers, just, yeah, attacking me free agency. That's what I'm going to be doing myself this week. But again, definitely a week for the trades this week. You know, don't set your lineups, don't set your tips and forget you've really got to kind of remember to do it because... Again, there's going to be some changes, some, some some guys coming in, some guys dropping out. So stay alert. We'll be back later in the week again, guys. Again, we're going to have the the round review. We'll have the origin uh, review, and we'll get into some other extra stuff as well once the guys are free and come on the podcast. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.